0: Welcome back to 88.3 WSUTs. After further review, David the Man of God Harris is on the phone lines. We've got a couple of new uh, intro music songs here. David, you liking it? This is Eric Laser with the Newsbusters, music from NBA Films. How you like it, David? I like it. Kind of get a
1: little bit of you know, 2020, New Year. Got to mix in some
0: of the new jams. You mean 2021? Yeah, 2020. I mean, it's an extension
1: of 2020. <laughs> at this point uh, how these first eight days have been so far but yeah it's supposed to be a new year fresh start so yeah 21 kind of wipe the slate clean incorporate some new music in there mm-hmm.
0: yeah that is, that is true and uh, David how you like the new commercial
1: uh, it, it's fitting I mean that's one of the kind of classics for those that are longtime fans we know I, he might not want to admit it, but we know, kind of frankly, you know, Mike Lenny is his father figure. I'm just, the rants, kind of some of the points, the commentary. <laughs> it's just a it. Now remember. one of those parts of the show.
0: Now remember, this is the day, this first time that Davis actually heard the commercial. What did, you, what, what did you think when you first heard it?
1: I like that. That's hilarious. Kind of the fun, kind of fitting. Also, it meshes well with it, and, you know, the more he denies it, the more it's just kind of, you know. And, you know, we are we are some father figures in terms of, you know, sports radio. I don't want to say, like, in Toledo, but, you know, Northwest Ohio. But, you know, people have been listening to us for a while. Kind of our voices echo. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, people kind of respect some of our opinions. I mean, people are swag, starting to swagger jack up, so...
0: By the way, breaking, Clearly we're doing something. breaking news, and I guess sad news in the baseball world, Tommy Lasolda, Lasorda has passed away at the age of 93. I don't know if you knew that or not, David. I know you're a big uh, baseball guy, but you're listening to 88.3 WTS. After further review, sometimes we try to be everyone's father figure, giving out, giving out life lessons, especially in that last segment we just did um, with the winners and losers. But now, David, talk a little bit about the college football playoff semifinals and your thoughts?
1: Uh, we'll, we'll start off with the earlier game between Notre Dame and Alabama. And it still wasn't close. Like, clearly and we, we say this every time Notre Dame is in the college football playoffs. We always have this discussion. Did they deserve to be there? Did they deserve to be there? Because clearly there's a talent gap. I I don't know if it's just A lot of people say, kind of, Nick Saban has Brian Kelly's number. Is it kind of Notre Dame being able to kind of get only so far and then they hit this wall? I just think at the end of the day, Notre Dame, and this is probably going to ruffle a lot of feathers, Notre Dame should be considered kind of the best of the group of five because in the ACC, yes, they might be second best, but do we really think that much about the ACC? We blast them year in, year out, how it's Clemson, I guess now Notre Dame, because they play HP football schedule, and then everyone else. So, yes, they have a lot of these wins, but in particular, if you're thinking about who Notre Dame has played, I mean, North Carolina in football. This year in Monopoly, because they were highly ranked, but we're not scared of North Carolina football. Florida State is actively, you know, coming up with conspiracies left, right, and center. I mean, I'm here in Syracuse. Dino Babers can barely put a team together that gets their butt kicked. Because people are like, eh, we don't want to be here. Like, so, like, the town discrepancy between Notre Dame and most of the Power Five schools, is leaps and bounds. Like, yes, they're there on name alone. And that's kind of what drives rating. But again, as I said during the winners and losers, if you wanted Notre Dame in this college football playoff, just let them play Clemson again. Because for me, that's the more comparable matchup in terms of talent discrepancy. Because one, again, it's a divisional matchup, rematch for the third time. And you can see, okay, is Notre Dame really good? Or is it the fact that when Clemson played Notre Dame the first time, on the road, they didn't have Trevor Lawrence, and it went to double overtime. Neutral field, Notre Dame and Clemson play again, Clemson win. So now on a third time, move, move them to another neutral field. Maybe kind of having another opportunity to see full strength on strength who these two teams are, if this is going to be the two best teams representing the ACC for the next high remaining year. But Notre Dame can't hold a candle to Alabama. They just can't. Notre Dame can't hold a candle to Ohio State. We know that. Do I think Notre Dame should have been in the playoff altogether? Probably not, because I think Cincinnati would have had a better shot and at least been more competitive than Notre Dame against Alabama.
0: Well, they they, they almost met the met the basically the, the spread. I mean, think about it. They lost 31-14, to 14 and it was a prediction that Alabama would win 20 points or more but the fact of the matter is they weren't going to do that David because let's face it uh if Clemson and Notre Dame played each other in the semifinal, let's just say Notre Dame wins you know that that, that is a good matchup Clemson and Notre Dame now let's say Alabama or Ohio State winning the other semifinal, the championship game is going to be a crushing it, it's going to be people are going to like it early on but then it's going to be Boring, and that's what they don't want. If a semifinals a blowout, that's fine. But the creme de la creme is the is the championship game. You can't have a blowout, and you can't have a boring championship game because then it, it just makes college football look bad. I, I, I like I've said before on this show. I think this whole college football playoff thing is a joke. Um, it it, it just needs to get rid of the bowl games, go to a thirty two team playoff or a twenty five team playoff because they already have they already ranked the top twenty five teams and go from there. First few rounds, actually at home football fields, and then have them at neutral sites. This this would eliminate everything because you're doing the top four. You're putting in the same teams. Almost Three out of the four teams are always the same teams, and then there's somebody that gets in, like a Notre Dame, who maybe shouldn't have probably been there. Maybe Cincinnati should have been in there and gave you know a better competitive game, which, by the way, Luke Fickle in the back, clock management in his game, I think, against Georgia and the Peach Bowl, was atrocious but then again though remember he is a john cooper cooper disciple so when it comes to big games we all know how john cooper is uh so i think that kind of rubs off on luke fickle just a little bit but the the fact of the matter remains that it's big business and and, and i I think the ohio state clemson thing had more of a storyline they're playing with for the third time you remember last season some people felt that uh Clemson won on a few bad referee calls, then Dabble ranks Ohio State 11th. Let's face it. the Great storyline, brings in viewers, and then Ohio State comes in there looks like they have some kind of redemption thing and made Trevor Lawrence look bad. Now, some people thought that was going to be the closer game, by the way, but like I said before, nobody wants to go to a playoff. They just don't because like in the NCAA, for some football programs, you lose prestigiousness if you get knocked off by a lower seed or a Cinderella team. And it hits the football program a little bit harder than the basketball programs. And also, remember, football is the moneymaker in most colleges. So you can't have that. So we'll stick to this, you know, four-team playoff. And we'll stick to, uh, you know, all these meaningless bowl games so that basically the rich of the rich and everyone that has everything stays in power while everyone else just kind of fights for little things. For fights for any any and every crumb that they can get to get television noticed, or at least get a little bit of money in bowl games.
1: Yeah, if if, if not show kind of that the college football player doesn't college football playoff committee doesn't give a crap about like who the four best teams are, instead of the four best money makers. Like I don't know what else that the college football playoff needs to do because. We've said it for a while, and you said it particularly kind of, expand it to at least eight because that's going to give more opportunities to actually see who the four best teams are. Because at this point, we're going to pencil in Ohio State regardless of, you know, how many wins they have or whatever the rules-switching things conversation that we had with the Big Ten they're going to be in because they're always going to be ranked high in the preseason. They're always going to put Clemson in because they're the best team in the ACC hands down. Mm -hmm. Alabama's Alabama. And it's like from there, like, yeah, you may have a Notre Dame this year. Texas A&M, after beating North Carolina in the Orange Bowl, they're out saying, you know, we should have been the number 14, which Alabama-Texas A&M would have been a better matchup because that's a in-conference, rivalry, you know Texas AM and has a strong fan base. But, yeah, it, it just goes year after year. We come to kind of these be the best four. Who are the four best? And it's never the four best teams. Well, now, if we go to eight, will it be the eight best teams or will it be, again, the eight best moneymakers? Because even in the rankings, when... You know, they dropped Cincinnati down to eight. Like, no way Cincinnati is eight. Like, they're not. I would have taken on a neutral field Cincinnati over Florida, Mm. because I think Florida, eh, they're hit or miss. Cincinnati versus Oklahoma, who's number six. Do I think Cincinnati would have beaten Oklahoma? Yeah. Do I think Oklahoma would beat Cincinnati? Sure. Like that's comparable. Same thing with Texas A and M. I think there are teams that had better resumes, better strength of schedules, and have strong fan bases that would have put up a better fight than Notre Dame in that first matchup. I mean, with Ohio State, Clemson. I guess you get the ratings because of the kind of the beef and the backlash. But again. Like, who wanted, outside of people in Columbus, Ohio, or like I guess the state of Ohio, who wanted to see Ohio State versus Clemson again? Like, I didn't. I would have much rather seen.
0: Well, I kind of did. I kind of wanted to see it again. I mean, it it was for Epic Theater, and I think out of the two matchups, Ohio State and Clemson, I didn't expect Ohio State to really give it to them, but that that looked like a really good matchup between those two teams. And, I mean, and, and let's face it, though, that's another thing with the, this whole playoff. Think about it. Clemson, even though they got beat by Notre Dame because Trevor Lawrence didn't really play, with Clemson playing in the conference that they, that they play in, as we like to call the the it's the ACC, what we call it, the ASS, they're always going to be in the playoff. You know, they'll, they'll schedule, obviously, with the pandemic and everything going on, most people had to play only conference, only games. And when the conference that they play in, there's no match. They're going to win their conference tournament. They're going to pretty much be always in that top four as long as they can do that. You know, while everyone else has to really, you know, scrap and claw. Same thing with Alabama. Same thing with almost Ohio State. They're just a lot of these programs are just a step or two better than other teams in their conferences, so they'll always be in that playoff. And then one, and then with there's only being four spots, but there's a Power Five conferences, someone gets left out, which would this year would be pretty much the Pac-12. So, but but with with the two matchups, I mean, you end up with Ohio State and Alabama playing in the championship game, but I, I just I just don't think that the committee was going to put that as a semifinal game and risk Notre Dame-Clemson and Notre Dame winning because I don't really think Notre Dame would have been able to handle Ohio State or Alabama. Yeah. And like I was going to say,
1: kind of, you're taking kind of that risk. And kind of money-wise, it makes sense to kind of put – Alabama versus either Ohio State or Clinton, that's just going to be regardless because there's history between both of those matchups. I think kind of if we're going to look at kind of the financials, I don't know. I just just don't think putting Notre Dame against Alabama in a semifinal is a good money-making option because now you're losing Notre Dame fan base putting all that money into the national championship game. Not that Ohio state doesn't travel because we know Ohio state fans do travel similar with Clemson fans. Uh, I just, the Notre Dame just keeps getting embarrassed in the semis. It's like, why do they keep coming? here? It's like you clearly they're the worst of the worst. I, yeah, I just don't know. Like it makes sense the the way that they have mashup wise. Do I think Clemson should have put up a better fight, especially talking trash and apparently having the number one overall pick, which I still don't think Trevor Lawrence is. It really didn't show me much. But, yeah, this playoff committee, they just need to expand. This year, proves if nothing else, if the NFL can expand their playoffs to get seven teams in there for no reason other than money, then clearly the college football playoffs should be able to expand because all they care about is money. They don't care about player safety, they don't care about kind of what makes the most sense logically, irrationally. Clear the center for the money. And it was on full display last Friday.
0: Yeah, you're right. And it, it does kinda stink too with with Notre Dame because well, for one, they're forced to play an AC had to play an ACC schedule, and, and usually they're independent. And there, I think with them going to the ACC, playing that kind of ACC schedule, I kind of think it gives just a little bit more cachet to the ACC, at least it's a team that can compete with Clemson. But at the same time, though, with the ACC not being that great of a conference, it kind of keeps them in the playoff mix. Um, there's bias with it. Obviously, they, they kind of threw out some of the numbers in the computers because of the coronavirus, and it's pretty much on the eye test, supposedly. So that's just something that you have to actually play off of, and, and it kind of sucks, but, I mean, it is what it is, and there's nothing you can change about it. Um, I guess there's some college football bias to it, but, I mean, that's what it is. But what's your thoughts on the championship game before we wrap this segment up?
1: Uh I still think Alabama is the best team in the country. Heisman Trophy winner. A lot of people are going to say, oh, well, Justin Fields played out of his mind. I mean, before that college, before that semifinal game against Clemson, he was trending that in terms of completion percentage, in terms of passing and passer rating, kind of throughout their season. I call him kind of a Kyler Murray 2.0 on social media. I got a lot of backlash. Oh, but he's bigger and stronger. If you look at how he plays, he's kind of indecisive when he has to scramble and he makes bad throws, even with a clean pocket, as we see with his completion percentage throughout kind of the season in particular. I think, and again, it's similar to kind of how Clemson uh, Clemson and Notre Dame. Like, it's cool beating up on kind of all these smaller programs, all these smaller schools. Ohio State really didn't play anyone. I guess you could say Northwestern, maybe, in the Big Ten Championship game, and, and that game doesn't feel the you know, the Trey Sermon show. Do I think Ohio State's going to be able to have a prolific rushing attack against Alabama? No. Do I think it's going to be Justin Fields having to beat Alabama with his arm? Absolutely, because they're Nick Saban is going to have enough time to be able to force Trey Sermon to kind of have a limited game, and Ohio State with the arm. And Alabama has the Heisman Trophy winner at wide receiver. And I don't see anyone stopping to want this man. I think Alabama wins, so I think it would be more indicative of 31-14 rather than 49-28. Yeah, but if Nick Saban is petty, he might run up the score. I don't know. <laughs> Just to kind of just to kind of say, all right, you guys played how many games? Come on. Like, do you guys really think that you belong in this kind of category? Especially with all the trash talk that Ohio State fans have been saying throughout the season and the past couple of years, oh, we're better than Bama, oh, we're better than Bama. Like, that's full of material. Like, it's, it's going to be bad.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think personally – I think this would be an entertaining game. It could be like tw- the first one back in 2014 or the 2015 championship game, actually, the first ever college football playoff where it was actually the semifinals and people thought Alabama was going to rickroll Ohio State after that 2014 season. And Ohio State ended up winning the semifinal and ended up being Oregon um, in the finals. And I could see that happening again. I mean, it you know, I think, really Ohio State wants to get some respect on their name that's what they want to do and i think Ryan Day's a, a a great coach with the talent that he has right now and if he wins the championship you know it'll solidify him as a, as, a, as a great college coach because that's what coaches are judged on as winning in championships um I, I i won't really start judging Ryan Day until you know some of Urban Meyer's players start to leave and he's bringing in guys if he can keep the talent up I want to see what he does maybe with lesser talent. Will I ever probably see that? Possibly not because the brand of Ohio State has been built to the point where they're always going to get players. Um, but you can't take away from him being a college football playoff championship coach if he wins it. So he's done an actually a really well job with the talent that he's had, and he hasn't really – he's got the keys to the Ferrari, and he hasn't crashed it yet. But we'll see what happens against Alabama, though, uh, uh, this upcoming Monday.
1: Yeah, and I just saw something where one of their Ohio State's corner, Sean Wade, is probably the best cornerback on the team, kind of case of those in board material saying he wants he wants to go against Devontae Smith. So clearly he he wants he wants the smoke. <laughs> so I mean, if now now everyone in Alabama is seeing this it's like, Well, Devontae Smith is about to have pin catches it's about to be one of those pin catches too like 229 yard kind of stat line. Mm-hmm. I can see it because they're going to they're going to target Devontae Smith. It's like if you call him out, if you call the Heisman Trophy winner, you better get your straps ready, get your cleats tied up because there's going to be no excuses. Right. But he, he's going to learn. But yeah, either way, it's going to be a good game. And questions. Can the can the young buck rise up against one of the best
0: college coaches that we've seen? Yeah, that 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 is going to be the million dollar question, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll see that. Well, thanks for this segment. What we'll, we'll do what is coming up next. Take a quick commercial break here on eighty eight point three WCHT's. After further review, um, you can always check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud. WCHT's after further review. The picture of Frank Vashon and the horse's hey guy, myself, David the Manicot here is here on the phone line. David hasn't joined us in the last couple of weeks or so um, we're also live if we're in the studio we had a tape today because uh, pretty much my basketball season just started after being on a one-month hiatus you know it's little Lucas County Health Department kind of putting us on hold to prevent the spread of COVID-19 but we're starting out to play right now so we had a tape a show real quick and once again always hit us up on After Further Review Sports Show on Facebook, and AFR Sports Show on Twitter. When we return, we'll look at a prediction, David, as you said, within the NBA of who are contenders and pretenders after only eight games, David?
1: Yeah, only eight games, but some, there are some clear contenders and clear pretenders, for sure. Too early to tell, but one month in. we got got some questions to be asked mm-hmm. and some answers to hear.
0: This will be interesting. We'll be back after this.